on today's show. Should the Dallas Mavericks target Malcolm Brogdon and Rob Williams in a trade, even if the Blazers may not want to trade them? And I sat down with Omax Prosper to talk about the upcoming Dallas Mavericks season. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. Name the perfect Mavs starting five with the players right now we'll do that a little bit later that was by special request <laughs> when we when we went back we reviewed the tape and figured out what the special request was <laughs> and joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at mavs.com studio 41 what you got for me isaac harris all right well, it was kind of funny because last night we finished recording the pod <laughs> nick shoots me a text super late and he's like yeah grant totally said it perfect starting five like right now <laughs> For some reason, I went to, I thought he was talking about or meaning all-time starting five. Uh, so it was funny because then I woke up this morning, I had a, te- had a, uh, a tweet from somebody saying, yeah, y'all totally got this wrong. <laughs> it's like, we know, uh, we know. The first mean tweet that was ever right, by, by the way. I went back and reviewed it. I was going to edit it together. I was going to edit Grant asking us, and then I was going to put the video of us actually giving our, our lineup on there and then like tweet that out because he said he had watched us on Twitter. And so then I watched it and I went back and I go, you know, you, you want us to do the lineup on the current Mavericks. And Grant was like, yeah. And then you go, okay, we'll do our all time starting Mavs starting five. And like, <laughs> neither me or Grant clocked it. That's what you said. But then you, you thought that it was all time. And so that's what you told me. And then we did it. I didn't, I should have gone back and looked at it, but yeah, it was funny. So we're going to correct that today and do our actual perfect Mavs starting lineup for this season as Grant Williams requested in our media day interview. So we'll do that. I also sat down with Omax the day after media day at, at training camp at practice. And so we'll watch that interview together and we'll talk about that and Omax and his role on the team and all that. But I want to start here. Isaac Harris drew holiday gets traded and two targets that the Dallas Mavericks, at least we think they should have been looking at for a long time. Malcolm Brogdon and Rob Williams are now seemingly available. Maybe the, the Blazers will hold on to one of them or two of them. And but it, it seemed like they would be available now at this point. Should the Mavericks go after Rob Williams or Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah, you know, it's just what last week we were on the on the pod. I got a couple of tweets about it yesterday and them saying, Hey, uh, you talked about Dallas targeting Rob Williams and it being like the one guy in the Drew Holiday talks uh to watch out for because with Boston making a play for Drew and and all of that, and you know, it as soon as I saw it pop across my screen, I was like, Well, dang it. You know, I was wanting Dallas to go after Drew, uh, which they could have. But, I mean, Boston gave up a pretty good haul for him. I don't know if they could have matched that, to be honest. No, no, they they couldn't have matched that. Uh, and Joe Cronin's still looking great right now with the return package. He's, he keeps on getting for Dame. And so for Dallas, it feels like a broken record that we're just like watching all of the big trades happen and then say, all right, well, how can we jump in at the end here and snag one of these other players that's in the big trade? Um <laughs> And for me, yeah, I think Rob Williams is is the guy that I would definitely be targeting. I mean, right now, it's, I mean, they announced him and everything. It feels like, you know, there have been reports, well, they plan on keeping him, 
you know, beyond DeAndre we'll Aiden and all we'll that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would, yeah, it wouldn't shock me, you know, if, you know, next month, you know, they're trading one of them, Brogner, Rob Williams, or something like that. So if I'm Dallas, if I have to pick one, I'm picking Rob Williams. I get the health stuff and everything. But our number one thing that we've wanted from the center spot going into the offseason was a clear-cut guy that we know is the starter. And I think Rob Williams would be the stopgap type of dude that he would he would step in as the best center on the team. But it wouldn't be he wouldn't be so so good and so like financially committed to Dallas long term to where it wouldn't give lively, you know, the chance to do it. So yeah, if they could get him, go get him. But right now it feels like Portland's keeping him. Yeah, he's signed for eleven point five million this year, twelve point five basically million the next year, and then thirteen million the year after that. So it's a really good contract. Yeah. He doesn't play that often though, which is my concern with it, is that he's played 35, 61, 52, 29, and 32 games. So you're kind of expecting 50 to 60 games on a good on a good year from Robert Williams at this point. Now maybe it changes and he gets into his now he's you know, 26 and something changes in his career or maybe he comes here and the, the magic of Casey Smith or whoever else is still, still in that spot makes him, you know, better and more reliable. But I, I would worry about the, the, the health stuff, like to, to send assets, to bring a guy in that you're just not sure hundred percent is going to be healthy. That's my one hang up with it. I'm with you on, okay, bring him in. He could start. He's a great stopgap, but it'd be ama- an amazing backup. Like if lively does end up being really, really good especially in year two, then Robert Williams becomes the backup. And like, he's, he's just, he's made an all defensive team. He's a really good defensive center. He's also six, nine. So are two of the Mavericks, other centers. And so he now, now you'd bring in, you know, another six, nine center to play with them. It would be interesting, but I, I just, I don't what think, do you, it, what do you think it would take? To, what do you think it would take to get it? Could, could we just do Rashawn Holmes in the two seconds? Cause that to me, if you could do that, then I'm kind of in on that. Because yeah, I think I think that's the type of thing you got to think about. Like, I mean, he was probably going to be coming off the bench in Boston this year, and then he's Corral. I think so. Was it Horford that's going to come off the bench? Yeah, that's what he thought. Um, okay. Either way, he was one of the three guys. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's probably going to come off the bench in in Portland unless they try to start DeAndre Ayton uh, at the four or something. So it's like, all right, a borderline starting center could be a backup. Like, what? What's the going price? Like, I'm not giving up the first round pick. No. Um, you know, would you venture? It feels like it would take a little bit more than Rashawn Holmes in two seconds. Um, you know, if is it Rashawn Holmes and Josh Green? Um, no. would you give up one of the one of the assets? You know, for Rob Williams, it feels like you wouldn't. Um, I would entertain it a little bit. I think, but you would entertain doing Josh Green or or one of the other young guys like a Jaden Hardy. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would I would entertain it uh, just because I I do think he's the clear cut. Like I'm all in on Derek Lively starting at center with this center rotation, but yeah. I do think there's going to be some growing pains with Derek Lively if he's starting, and I'm I'm expecting that. Like that's part of it. Um, with Rob Williams. I think he's instantly your starter and everything that you ask and you want from the center spot as a pick and roll or defending, you know, defender and everything like he would be that. Um, so that's why I would like, I, I would entertain it. If you're talking Jaden Hardy, you're talking Josh Green, I wouldn't touch the first round pick. Definitely wouldn't take touch the rookies uh, right now, anything like that. But that's just me though. I mean, 
That's so it's it's so hard because yes, he is a clear cut player, and I can I can hear I can hear in, in my in my headphones people saying, "Why would you not do that?" Because this is what he would be a clear cut starting center. Yes, but he only played thirty five games last year. 61, 61 games is the most he's played in a single season, and that was an eighty two game season. So he's at he's at most or at least gonna miss like twenty games a year. You have to expect that because we haven't seen anything otherwise from him. And so I, I'm just I'm hesitant because it's not a sure it's not a sure thing. If you bring him in and I think the Mavericks have to do sure things right now. So you would rather keep the assets and roll what they have. If it, if it would take, if it would take one of Hardy or Josh green or, or something else. Yeah, I would do that. I I, I would, I would rather just hold on. Okay. So anything more than the second. I would much rather done the Aiton thing than done this. Cause at least Aiton, I know he's going to play, even though Robert Williams probably a better fit overall with what the Mavericks want to do. So you'd rather, you'd rather pay as much. Yeah, you'd rather pay Aiden thirty plus million compared to Rob Williams. See, that's where it comes into me of like Derek so, Lively's like progression because I think if you get DeAndre Aiden, then it's a really hard look for your lottery pick center that you just took. Yeah, that you're like, all right, at some point, like you want him starting. That's where like the Rob Williams thing comes into play. Like, I'm not giving up any of like my top like three, probably four assets. But like, if he is the perfect like stopgap guy to buy lively a little but bit it, of time. But how how could he be a perfect stopgap if he doesn't play that often? I mean, okay, I mean, you're banking on health. Like, you're just going to bank on the health thing of like, hey, he's he's missed games, so you're not going to trade for him. He missed a lot of games. Okay, he misses. He's missed twenty to twenty to fifty games every season that he's played. That's a that's a lot. I mean, you're you're talking about. The difference between okay, DeAndre Ayton costs this much, Robert Williams costs this much, but yeah, you're not getting you're not getting 82 games of, of Robert Williams. So to me, that's just a big holdup to me. That's why I'm like not. All I'm just in more on willing this. to swing. Yeah, I think I'm more willing to take that risk we, and take we the did swing the, on it. We did the Porzingis thing, man. Like, but, but Porzingis <laughs> was 30 million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I'm saying I'm willing to take the risk on a 10 to 12 million dollar guy than it, I am, you know a 30 something million dollar guy when I have a rookie behind. I think it just goes to show that it's so hard to like find your, like we've been clamoring for I the, know. I mean, gotta have this, you know, starting center. And now like, all right, at some point you got to Like you can't be perfect. At some point you got to give <laughs> whether you're paying a guy $30 million or you're taking a swing on a guy who's had some injury history or this or that. Like, one of those things you got to give in if you really do want a clear cut upgrade. That's what you got to do. Uh, so yeah, let us know in the comments. We didn't even talk about Malcolm Brogdon, because, but let us know in the comment section. Would you trade for Malcolm Brogdon? Would you trade for Robert Williams at this point and see what happens with that coming up? My interview with Omax Prosper. We'll talk to him about, we I asked him pretty much all the media day questions that we would have asked him if, he, if we, he was able to come to our interview. So uh, let's talk about that and hear from Omax coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Ibotta. Ibotta has you covered with all kinds of deals. And you can earn cash back with them right now. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care, pantry goods. You can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your royalty account or upload your receipt after you shop. Get your cash back. It's that easy. You're already doing these things. It's football season. You know you're having parties. You're having people over. You're just getting stuff yourself. That's pizza, wings, Buffalo chicken dip, anything tailgating. Like, you know, you're going to buy stuff. You know, you're going to get this stuff. You know, you're going grocery shopping every week. You might as well get cash back with Ibotta. The average Ibotta earner uh, user earns $100 a year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could just get cash back 
to buy that flight that you've been eyeing, go check it out. Download the Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED, that's I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store. Use the code LOCKED. Shut it down! Let's go Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us on Maps rumors and more. I'm going to do a film session tonight, breaking down something, uh, and so you'll be able to get that in our subtext. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description or text the number in the description as well. All right. I spoke to Omax Prosper, and uh, we're going to hear from him right here. He is just... Just a just a, a bottle of energy. He was dead tired. He had a really long day the day before, and yet still you can just feel the positivity coming out of him. So let's hear from Omax. I right hear the Omax prosper. Jason Kidd has said that one of the rookies is probably going to start, and he's wanting to really test you guys. What are you? How are you feeling about that test, and what do you think that you need to do to prove to Jason Kidd that you're ready for that? Um, honestly, you know, just to see him say that. I mean, would I start or not? You know, it doesn't change my approach. You know, I'm going to go out there, you know, play my game, leave everything on the floor, you know, play defense, you know, rebound, you know, knock down open shots, you know, put pressure on the rim. And if I do that stuff, then, you know, that's just going to keep me on the floor even more. And I'm just focused on doing what things I can control. And whatever he decides to do, whether start me or not, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to come with the same energy and the same focus to the game. Uh, he said he's probably going to start one of you, you or, or Derek Lively. Yeah. Have you guys started a little rivalry? Like, is it going to be you? Is it going to be me? Have you guys talked about that? Not at all. Not at all. We haven't talked about that at all. It's just because it really doesn't matter to us, really. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you start us, start us or not, it doesn't matter because we're all learning, we're all growing, and it's about what you do once you're on the floor, once you get your opportunity. So if he starts, great. If I start, great. But it's a preseason game, and we're trying to, you know, get to be out there and learn out there and be able to, to grow as we get as we get closer and closer to the season. Yeah. Who's your vet? Do you have a vet yet? Has somebody like picked you? Do you get do you get picked? Is there like a, uh, a process? Not really. I mean, every vet has been like talking to me pretty yeah. much. Uh, you know, Grant's been talking to me a lot. Grant talks to everybody a lot. No, but <laughs> no, but like giving me advice and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Giving me advice on the floor. Um Kyrie's been giving me a lot of advice as well. So um Timmy as well so it's just all the vets have been very helpful so I feel like I'm well surrounded and you know they help me through everything what's advice from Kyrie like like what does he help you on your handle imagine getting handle <laughs> advice from Kyrie yeah yeah man. no I mean shoot probably the best ball handler in NBA history but uh no he's giving me advice just on the floor how I can help him on the floor how he can help me you know make me you know more efficient out there especially on the offensive end on the floor how he can find me and how you know, I can help compliment him, just things like that. And, you know, he's been very encouraging, you know, even when I make mistakes, whatever, he's all good, he's like next play and stuff. So, yeah. Have you guarded Luka Doncic yet? What's it like to, to try to guard Luka? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I guarded a little bit in practice today more than the other practice. And he's just like, he knows where he needs, you just got to get him out of the spot. Once you get to the spot, there's not much you can do. I just got to stay solid, you know, make him take a tough shot and, you know, get him out, out of what you want to do, but it's definitely challenging. The more and more I guard him, the more and more I'm going to be prepared to guard the other great players on other teams. Yeah. Trying to guard Luca is like trying to like do an impossible puzzle. It <laughs> feels like he's just like, he has yeah, everything I mean, in his bag. He does have everything in his bag, but you know, like you said, every, every impossible puzzle that is labeled impossible, but the more and more you practice on it, 
eventually you're gonna get you yeah. gonna get it. I mean it's not you're never gonna stop Luka Doncic. That's you're not gonna <laughs> stop, but you can make his life harder and make him inefficient and stuff. So that's just stuff like that that I've been I just you know, the more and more I guard him, the more and more you know I'll get better guarding and that will prepare me for all the other players that will play on other yeah. teams. Who's the best shooter on the team? Best shooter on the team? Um I say right now between Seth and Timmy, in my opinion right now. It's tough not picking somebody from the Curry family. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> uh, Grant said himself. Hardy said himself. Markeith Morris said himself the other day yeah. when we asked him. I mean, I know I'm, I'm. I know I can shoot, but I still know I'm still very humble in terms of me knowing I still need to get better at it. And you know, just seeing that, like I could say myself I own, but you know, it's about stay humble and just keep working on my shot. And I know I have a really good shot. And, I would, will I feel like I'll get to that level and surprise those guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can tell you that. But, um, but yeah. Uh, we asked everybody yesterday if you could do a Jason Kidd impress- imperson- impersonation. Yeah, Jason Kidd. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, all right, guys. All right, guys. Um, let's get started. Um, you know, um, what, what, you know what, what, what did you guys like about practice yesterday? Um, what, how can we improve on that? You know, um, we gotta make sure we gotta make sure we, we come with the right energy today. And you know, it's not gonna be long. It's not gonna be long. Um, but we gotta come with the right focus. And and <laughs> yeah. like everybody else did the thing where he's like, he's like, "Hello, everyone," and then waiting for a response. Like he has to have a response yeah, yeah, to, like, yeah. to like all of his questions. Yeah, he has to have a response. <laughs> and he's very like soft spoken. Yeah. And so, but now he's great. He's uh, awesome. Yeah. There you go. Omax Prosper. So I'm recording this on my phone with a little like microphone, like a US, like a USB type looking like microphone. And it's so loud in that room. The So that's why the audio is, is kind of weird because it was so loud in that room and it's just trying to like drown out all the, the music and all the other stuff. But Omax, man, he's just got that personality. The thing that stood out to me in that interview, I said guarding Luca is like an impossible puzzle, right? Just trying to like create conversation with him. And he like rejected the idea of an impossible puzzle. And I kind of love, kind of love that about him. Yeah. He, you know, I think for him, it's, it's perspective. Like he has this aware, his aware, he has great awareness and he has perspective on everything of, you know, it's not just about guarding Luca in practice or, or like, man, it's, it's cool to just guard one of the best players yeah. in the world. It's dude, you know how much guarding Luca in practice is making me better to guard the other best people in the league. It's the, you know, it's uh, him at the end when asking about the best shooter and he's like listening to all those other guys and he's like, and then, you know, you've made your follow-up and it like, it made him feel like, Oh, well, I didn't pick myself. So let me tell you why I didn't pick myself that the other guys picked themselves. (laughs) And he's like this perspective of like, dude, like I'm going to be honest, like I'm not like, I'm not there, but I could be there. And, you know, and, you know, from the very beginning, from the end, he just has this perspective of just honest, like truthfulness of like where he's at, but just how he approaches the game is just so unique from, uh, I feel like I can't say anything like really good about Omex because everybody's like, ah, this guy, <laughs> my but bias on Omex. It comes, but it comes from a place, it's not like you're like related to him. You know, It comes from no. a place of you saw that from him early in the draft process and just latched onto him as like, this is the guy. But now we're starting to see all those things. We're starting to see the mentality. We're starting to see the, you know, the humility that he has, the work ethic that he has. And like, 
both him and Lively are just so, so mature as rookies. You hear from some of the other rookies across the league on media day today, and you're like, man, the Mavericks got two really, really good ones. Just hearing the way that they talk about their, you know, their role in the team, that they're the dirty work guys. I think Lively even said that, like me and Omax, we're the dirty work guys. Like we're going to come in. They know exactly what they are in the NBA, and it's exactly what the Mavericks need. Yeah, and you know, in you know, Omax had this uh, quote on media day to where he was asked about, you know, de- defending. He's asked about these, you know, pre, you know, preseason games coming up and, and all of that. And he had this uh, quote, and he actually mentioned, you know, these these Minnesota games. He said, "It's going to be a challenge, but I'm up for it. I don't care who's in front of me or what your resume is. Are they going to make tough shots on me? Yes, but it's part of the game. Anthony Edwards is my first game, but I'm going to make life hard for him." That I mean, just hook that up to my veins. Like, <laughs> I mean, th- he's he's like, dude, I'm gonna bust my butt. He's going to put, he's gonna get buckets on me. Like that's part of it. But man, I'm gonna make life hard for him, and he's up for the challenge. And uh, yeah, we probably need to take a break because I got more to say about Omax. But <laughs> coming up, can Omax be part of the starting lineup? What's the perfect starting lineup? Grant Williams asked us to do this, and so we're gonna do it. Coming up, I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. All right, Isaac Harris, we're doing it for real this time. Grant Williams asked us to name the Mavs' perfect starting lineup. We just talked about Omax. Let's let's talk about him a little bit more going into this, and then we'll actually name the perfect starting lineup. Should Omax be part of the starting lineup? Would he be in a perfect one? Here's the thing. You know, you. I think uh, it was your tweet that some national people were um, running with the other day when you know you tweeted out something. I think it was a kid or so, I don't know. Uh, but it was about the rookie starting and it's about the possibility of both rookies starting. And I think it was, you know, Sam Vecini and some other national guys like quote tweeting it and they're like, man, really questions about this. I saw somebody uh, quote tweet your tweet and was like, if they start two rookies, then they're not serious contenders. Um, and just, just the national um, kind of outsider's perspective looking in and being like, dude, are they really going to start two rookies? They're going to start this Omax guy and Derek Lively you know, skinny kid out of Duke. All I'm just going to say is like, Omax is going to surprise some people. And I've been, you know, obviously I've been on that camp, but I think Omax is going to be like, he's just going to surprise people with what he can do defensively on the wing. That everything that you look for um, from the mentality, from the maturity, from defensive, from the energy that every team in the league is looking for right now, especially what they want in the playoffs. Like Omax is going to bring that. And I don't think, I think it's easy. It's the low hanging fruit to say, dude, if Omax is playing like 30 something minutes, this team's going to suck. Like a guy, if a guy in the low twenties, they picked in the low twenties, this team's going to, and it's like, man, if you're saying that, I just don't think you know who Omax is. Like, I, I just don't think, I think you're really undervaluing him. If you're looking at it just from a bird's eye view saying, if Omax was you know, playing, starting and all this for me, I think as far whether he's starting or not, I think the biggest thing, if he starts or not is can he defend other point guards? And because, you know, Grant, that's not what they're asking Grant to do. He said, he told us that he's what, that's what he's like wanting to work on is getting off, you know, these switches and be able to guard some of the smaller guys. But for Omax, can he, what Dorian kind of transitioned into is him playing, being able to play like kind of the four on offense but you could also Dorian was nimble enough and like fluid enough to be able to guard a Damian Lillard out on the perimeter. And that's Omax's thing. If he can, if he shows that in camp, if he's showing that right now that he can guard the other point guards, then yeah, he could start alongside Grant Williams. 
It's about screen navigating. That's going to be the new thing that, that's coming up, like that people will talk about as like a defense, some kind of defensive metric. Someone will make a defensive metric about screen navigating. But it's the thing that Reggie Bullock and Dorian did so well is that they were able to just to navigate screens and just contest a shot. They're never going to block jumpers. They're never going to block a Damian Lillard shot or, a, or even a James Harden shot or anything like that. But it's doing that. And I think that's something that Omax is going to have to struggle with early on in his career, like figuring out where to be and figuring out how to navigate those screens. Cause there's just going to be a lot of actions like that. And that he's going to have to deal with and yeah, he'll foul and all that. But to your point earlier about the people that say, Oh, they're going to start two rookies. It's ridiculous. Desmond Bain played 22 minutes a game for a really good Memphis team. Like Keegan Murray, he was the fourth pick in the draft, but still he played 30 minutes a game for a good Kings team. Like, your draft position at a certain point doesn't matter to me. You just show me what you can do. And like, and there's eventually you'd be like, Oh, how did everybody pass on Omax? Right. Like and it, I it think totally there, happen. yes, there's a difference too, to where if, if that rookie is going to be one of your main, like offensive, like engines, like there's yes, a difference yeah. between, you know, having two rookies playing big minutes, but they're playing very defined roles, very important roles, but very defined roles to where you have guys like Luca and Kyrie Irving, Literally two of the yeah. top, you know, players in the league, you know, running the offense and running the show. All right. This is for Grant Williams. On Media Day, he asked us to name our Mavs perfect starting lineup. And so here we go. I'm gonna name mine. Luca, Kyrie, Josh Green, Grant Williams, and Derek Lively the second. I'm going with it. I'm with I'm with you on this one now. I've I've come around on Derek Lively. I think that you just start him. I think he's just I think he's just ready. I think that the thing that that won me over with Derek Lively is the last couple of days hearing from training camp being there is hearing about his hearing from Luca specifically. He follows well that one little quote from Luca and then hearing about Derek Lively playing with Luca, you know, on his pickup teams and all that, like just that ability that Luca's already kind of bought into him like that, that kind that won me over like that pushed me over the edge to say Lively should be in it. Yeah, I think I'm with you all across the board on it. I think the the only one I debated was Josh versus Omax. And for me, I kind of went I kind of went with like principle of like what should be happening. Like it should be Josh. Like for where he's at That's in his the career. One? Yeah, I, I mean it should be like where he's at in his career, yeah. where like the the steps that he's taking he's taken 2 years ago to last year, to some of the stretches he had last year before his like weird injury and stuff. And like, man, this is like the best basketball Josh Green's ever played. And how much more comfortable and confident he looked after that, you know, Rudy Gobert, you know, playoff moment and all of that. So it should be Josh Green. And so like, that's why I, I lean there and I say, all right, I think the perfect starting lineup should be Josh Green because I'm assuming that that next step is going to be taken by him. And where he's going to be the primary defender on point guards and the shot and everything's going to come around. I also think if you're playing Derek Lively at center instead of Dwight Powell, instead of Maxi Kleba, instead of a, a more vet center, you're going to need that other guy that can do some playmaking, that can break a trap because Luca and Kyrie are going to be in traps and double teams all the time. And how many times did, last year, even when we saw those two play together, we saw a, a Dwight Powell come to the come to the free throw line, get the ball and kick it out. Derek Lively is eventually going to be able to do that. We saw some good stuff, some good passing stuff from him in summer league. I think he can do that. But I think Josh Green is the one that's going to be able to break those a little bit easier and then do something with the ball, like like have the ball in his hands and drive to the rim. Or he throws amazing passes, like some of, the, some of them, the Luka ones that don't even make sense. Josh Green throws some of those. So, like, I think they need that one extra gear just to make sure their offense is still fluid and it's not just 
Luca and Kyrie making shots and creating shots. Like that offense could still be good, but for it to be a really, really good offense or a great offense, I think they need that one extra like release valve. And I think Josh can be that more than Omax can be early in his career, especially if they're going to start Derek Lively. Yeah. And, and, you know, we mentioned a few days ago, but Josh saying that that's been his thing. He's worked on this summer is one-on-one basketball and yeah. being able to create on his own and stuff and uh, put the ball on the floor. So since we're still debating those two, Josh shot 40% from three last year. I've seen Omax's three and cl- close in person now. It's a, it's a little slow. I'm a little nervous about it. We saw it in Summer League. It was pretty good in Summer League. He shot fine in college. He was doing a, a three-point sh- contest with Dwight Powell the other day, and he almost lost. Now, practice Dwight Powell is an amazing three-point shooter. I just want to point that out. But what's Nothing your, like what, April, Dwight. Yeah, yeah, right. That's very true. What are your thoughts on his shot compared to Josh's shot? If we're debating those two, yeah, I mean, I thought it looked good in summer league. I mean, that's his number one thing, right? I mean, that's it. That's the number one thing that's going to be um, determining how much minutes and the the I don't know the level of role that he really has is you got to be able to knock down the open shots when you play with Luca. Now, the pro for starting Omax over Josh Green is size. And what we've talked, what jo- I mean, what Jason Kidd has talked about is how much bigger their starting lineups, you know, can be now. And adding these bigger guys in there to where, I mean, if you really roll out a lineup of Luca, Grant Williams, you know, Omax, Derek Lively, Kyrie Irving is the only guy, and that he's is- a four. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is the only dude that's under <laughs> six five in that starting lineup. Like that, that's going to be one of the bigger starting lineups in the entire NBA. So, I mean, Grant Williams is going to be the second shortest guy in that lineup and he's the four. So <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks starting lineup is going to have something to say about that. Did you see them take a picture? It's like, it's like Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and then Damian Lillard. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, the second, the second smallest guy in that starting lineup would be Grant Williams at six, 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 yeah, seven. Right. So yeah. Then the Luka Mavericks six, do- eight, Omax six, eight, Derek lively seven foot. So yeah, I mean, they would be massive. That's, that's your pro of starting, you know, he's this bigger than Josh and longer than Josh to where if he can move his feet and get around the screens and not be in foul trouble and all of that, then you just have bigger size on some of these smaller point guards. You know, I just imagined the first time Lively hits a three, like that's just, that's going to be such a great feeling. <laughs> it's going to be such a great moment because I was thinking about the shooting on that in that lineup. And if they start Omax now, he only shot 34% from three his last year in college. But a, like Luka Doncic can make can make you a better three point shooter just by the nature of creating more open shots for you. So I think I'm not too worried about it. And I've, I've seen his shot, but Eventually, when Lively is able to to hit threes consistently and space the floor that way, like that's that lineup. That lineup can also last for like three, four, or five years, and the continuity is something the Mavericks have needed because they just haven't had the talent to keep the continuity. But continuity got them into the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm I'm just not worried about offense when you got Luca and you know Luca and Kyrie in it. And I mean, then you start talking about the offense coming off the bench, and it's like Tim Hardaway, Seth. Seth. What role is Jaden playing? Uh, you know, you could just keep on going down the line. Of the offense there. Incredible. There you go. Guys, let us know what your perfect Mavs starting lineup is. Let let Grant Williams know what it should be in the comment section. Let us know if the Mavs should trade for Brogdon or uh, Rob Williams. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.